<sighs> oh no, I slept in! I'm here. We can start the show. Wait, where's everybody? Hey, Ryan. Pam, it's the first day back. Where's everyone? Oh, you're super early. You know how you're always late on the first day? Well, I changed your clock so you'd make it here on time. You what? I also knew you'd be mad about that. I'm not mad. I'm furious. You know I don't like being early. So I brought you a dozen ube donuts. Ube donuts? Okay, all is forgiven. Hey Pam, did you know that ube originated in the Philippines? <clears throat> we can start the show after I've eaten three or four. Or we can start now. I'm Pamela Kirkland. And I'm Ryan Willard. It's Wednesday, September 14th. This is season three of the 10 News and our back to school special. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. It's that time again. You've got new books, new three-ring binders. New classes, new teachers, new subjects. New underoos. Ryan! What? You want to feel fresh when you start a new school year. Well, speaking of fresh, the 10 News has had a little freshening up, too. That's right. We've got new music, a fancy new logo, and we've jumped into the hosting chairs. With all the new stuff going on, we thought we should provide something old old news. What? Not everyone stays up to date on current events, so the 10 News team rounded up the biggest headlines of the summer. Yes, technically it's old news, but as the great scientist Carl Sagan once said, you have, you have to, to know, know the, the past, past to understand, understand the, present. the present. So let's get down with the get down. Here are 10 things you need to know right now. Let's start with the biggest weather headlines. The weather has been extreme this summer. In Pakistan, this year's monsoon rains have been impacted by climate change. It's led to historic flooding, covering one-third of the country and impacting over 30 million Pakistanis. Closer to home, flooding in Jackson, Mississippi has caused the city's main water treatment plant to fail which means the city's residents have no water to drink or even flush toilets. Uh, help? Rampant wildfires have burned thousands of acres in Asia, Africa, Europe, North America, and South America. And currently, in California and Oregon, smoke from multiple wildfires are impacting air quality across the western U.S. and Canada. <coughs> so far, it's the sixth hottest summer on Earth since we started keeping a record. And for the USA, it's our third hottest summer ever. Not a good record to have. That all sounds a little scary, but there is some good news on the climate. In August, President Biden signed a bill called the Inflation Reduction Act. Despite the boring name, this is one of the biggest steps Congress has taken to tackle climate change. The bill taxes large corporations and invests that money in renewable energy. Now looking at a former president, President Donald Trump is experiencing a bit of trouble with the law. When he left the White House, he and his team took classified documents with them. That is illegal. Okay, that's bad. 
When contacted about the missing documents, Trump refused to hand them over to the librarians at the National Archives, and so they contacted the Department of Justice and the FBI was sent in to his Florida beach resort, Mar-a-Lago. The National Archives, kind of like the Library for America, is tasked with keeping records about everything that happens during a president's time in office, from emails to memos to super top-secret documents. So definitely think twice before ignoring an ask from your school librarian. Going across the ocean to the United Kingdom, Queen Elizabeth II, Britain's longest-serving monarch, died peacefully last week at the age of 96. Aw, man. She was crowned when she was just 25 and ruled for 70 years and 214 days. Her Majesty was famous for her love of dogs, especially corgis. In fact, she's credited with creating the Dorgy breed when her corgi mated with a dachshund owned by her sister, Princess Margaret. <laughs> the world celebrated her life and legacy as her son, now King Charles III, became the new head of the royal family. Hooray! Believe it or not, it's back to school for kids in Ukraine, even in the middle of Russia's war on the Eastern European country. The invasion has been going on for over 200 days, but this weekend marked a big turning point for Ukraine when they took back small Russian-controlled areas in the east. Yes! And Ukraine's grain is on the move again. Ukraine is responsible for 40% of the World Food Program's wheat supply, but 200 million tons of it had been trapped inside the country because of the war. Bummer. That's eight of the summer's big news stories. Let's round things out with some weird news. At the end of August, a truck carrying tomatoes spilled about 300,000 of them onto a highway in California. Mamma mia! Soon, the road became a slippery sauce mess and there were several car accidents. <laughs> Luckily, no one was seriously injured. <gasps> I wonder if they built a garlic bread sled to lead that delicious cleanup. Your garlic bread dreams might just come true, Ryan, because a few days later, a truck carrying Alfredo sauce crashed, spilling creamy Alfredo goodness all over Tennessee's Interstate 55. Delicious! It took work crews six hours to clean up. That is extremely weird and yet incredibly appetizing. And that is the 10 things you need to know from the summer of 2022. Data transfer complete. Hi, this is Leilani. My mama is from Argentina, but some people call her Hispanic and some people call her Latina. What's the difference? That's a great question, Leilani, and perfect timing because September 15th is the start of Hispanic Heritage Month. We celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month to recognize and honor the contributions of Hispanic and Latino Americans. It originally started as a week-long celebration in 1968, when Lyndon Johnson was president. It was then expanded to 30 days under President Ronald Reagan in 1988. But wait, Pam, why does Hispanic Heritage Month start on September 15th rather than on September 1st like some other heritage months? Excellent question, Ryan. September 15th is the anniversary of when Costa Rica, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, and Nicaragua gained their independence. And then Mexico and Chile celebrated their independence on September 16th and September 18th. So the 15th was chosen as the start date for this wonderful month. 
Now, coming back to Leilani's question, we often see and hear words like Hispanic and Latino used interchangeably, as if they mean the same thing. But they actually have different meanings. As we all know, it's important to understand terms like this and helps us to be more respectful of people's backgrounds. So... It's time for a 10 News Explains with correspondent Natalie Alonzo speaking with Bethany Van Delft to get to the bottom of what these terms mean and how to use them correctly. Hi, Natalie. Hey, Bethany. Happy to be here. I am too. And I'm so happy to be having this conversation. I'm Puerto Rican and sometimes I get these terms confused myself. So... Natalie, let's talk about the difference between the terms Latino and Hispanic. There's actually a pretty simple way to remember the difference. Latino tells you where someone comes from, while Hispanic tells you what language someone speaks. So, a person who is Latino comes from Latin America, while Hispanic simply refers to Spanish-speaking people. Many people in the United States are both Latino and Hispanic, but that's not always the case. So... When would someone be considered Latino, but not Hispanic? That's a really good question. The answer is someone who's from Latin America, but not from a Spanish-speaking country. Haiti and Brazil are both good examples. Both of these countries are in Latin America, but their official languages are not Spanish. In Haiti, the official language is Haitian Creole, and they also speak French there. And in Brazil, the official language is Portuguese. So Haitians and Brazilians can be considered Latino, but they're not necessarily Hispanic. So there's also a time when someone might be considered Hispanic, but not Latino? Yes. So since the term Hispanic refers to people who speak Spanish, it includes people from Spain. But as Europeans, Spaniards are Hispanic, but they're not Latino because they're not from Latin America. There's another word that we see a lot lately. It's Latinx, which is a gender-neutral way to refer to people from Latin America instead of using Latino or Latina. But some people started using the term Latinx because, as you know, in Spanish, all words are classified as male or female. But we know, too, that there are people who consider themselves non-binary. So using the term Latinx is a way to be more inclusive to people who are gender non-conforming. But not everyone agrees with this term, right? That's right. Some people have argued that the term Latinx doesn't sound natural to Spanish speakers. That's why some people have suggested using Latine, ending in an E, as a gender-neutral alternative. But I think the important thing to remember is that language is something that changes over time, and we're watching that happen with these terms. So let me see if I've got it straight. Latino tells you where someone comes from, while Hispanic tells you what language someone speaks. So a person who is Latino comes from Latin America and Hispanic simply refers to Spanish speaking people. So while many people in the United States are both Latino and Hispanic, it just isn't always the case. That's exactly right. Excellent. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks, Natalie and Bethany. Tenors, now that you know a little more about Hispanic Heritage Month, stay tuned for trivia because your newfound knowledge just might come in handy. Uh-oh. Better get some lunch. Oh, darn it! What's wrong, Ryan? In my rush to get out of the house this morning, you know, because someone changed the clocks, I forgot my lunch. 
Oh, well, in the office fridge, there's smoked salmon and goat cheese, a croissant with tomatoes and capers, and... Those are all things I do not want. I wasn't finished. Next to the croissant is a cold pepperoni pizza. Speaking of which, did you know the U.S. government considered pizza a vegetable in 2011? For real? Well, I mean, not pizza itself, but in 2011, when Congress upgraded the school lunch standards, pizza sauce was counted towards a serving of vegetables. I love cold pizza, even if it is a vegetable. I'm coming for you, pepperoni! Thanks, Pamela! All right, tenors, you're caught up on the headlines you missed this summer, and you know some terms to use for Hispanic Heritage Month. So let's talk about you and what you're up to. It's back to school for most kids. Some families have first day of school traditions, like taking a first day photo, eating a special breakfast, or wearing a new outfit. But what's back to school like in the rest of the world? Well, Ryan, I'm glad you asked. In Germany, on the first day of first grade, kids get a giant cone of school supplies and treats called a Schultüte, which means school cone. Okay. Why a cone? Well, this tradition started sometime in the 18th century. And back then, candies were sold in a cone. So the cone shape stuck. Enjoy your treats, Hansel. The first day of school in Indonesia is all about getting to know each other. So students play games and spend time together talking with their peers. The goal is to have a stronger classroom community so students will be successful. Awesome! And in Japan, students get a new backpack at the start of a new school year called Randoseru. But the first day of school for Japanese students isn't in the fall. It's April 1st because spring in Japan is a time for new beginnings. Cool! And you know, I've never been to Saudi Arabia, but over there, the first day of school lasts several days, actually. Kids spend the first couple days of school just getting to know each other. Hello there. Ever heard of Knowledge Day? The first day of school in Russia is called Knowledge Day. Students and their families hang out in front of the school in a big crowd, taking photos and giving flowers to the teachers. One lucky kid gets to ring the bell to mark the beginning of the school day. I really want to ring that bell. Yeah, Ryan, I'm sure you do. In Vietnam, on the first day of school, there's a celebration. Students perform for their friends and their families. That's great! And in Kazakhstan, families have a special dinner for kids about to start school. Kids then recite the names of their ancestors going back seven generations. That's all the way back to their great-great-great-great-great-grandparents. Whoa! Whew, oh boy, that's a lot of greats. How about you, tenors? What are your back-to-school traditions? Did you do something special for your first day back? Well, we want to know. Call 1-877-10-NEWS. That's 1-877-T-E-N-N-E-W-S to leave a voicemail or visit the10news.com slash contact to send us a voice note. Hmm, I never noticed this door before. Whoa, it's so shiny in here. Tessa, is that you? Welcome to the trivia room. The shiny new trivia room. Is that a throne? You betcha. And since you're already here, you might as well try out the Trivia Throne, where I ask guests today's trivia question. You ready? I am ready as a hot pancake. What? What? What's the big idea? Trivia on the 10. Hispanic Heritage Month celebrates the independence of seven Spanish-speaking countries. But how many nations around the world have Spanish as their official language? 
Is it A, 10, B, 21, or C, 32? Uh, C, 32. No, uh, B, 21. Wait, uh, C, A, 10, 10? No, wait, uh... Tenors, did you guess it? Ryan, what's your answer? B, 21? That's right. The answer is... B, 21. They are Spain, Mexico, Costa Rica, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, Panama, Cuba, Dominican Republic, Equatorial Guinea, Argentina, Bolivia, Chile, Colombia, Ecuador, Paraguay, Peru, Uruguay, Venezuela, and Puerto Rico. Phew. Hey, but Puerto Rico is a U.S. territory. That's true. Even though Puerto Rico is a territory of the United States, it is on the list because it was formerly a Spanish colony, and people there primarily speak Spanish. Cool. Knowing how many places in the world are Spanish-speaking really makes me want to learn Spanish. Ditto. Now get out of here, Ryan. I gotta shine up the throne for the next trivia guest. Tenors, do you want to sit on the trivia throne and share your trivia knowledge? Visit thetennews.com slash contact to get in touch, and we might have you on the show. Ah, what a great first day back. Yeah, I agree. Pam, how long have you been standing there? Just five seconds. I'm next on the trivia throne, and I think we should wrap up our first day back. But before we do, here's a quick note for the grown-ups. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust? You need Shopify for retail. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in-line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Shopify's sleek, reliable POS hardware takes every major payment method and looks fabulous at the same time. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com lifestyle, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com lifestyle to take your retail business to the next level today. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Thanks for listening to The 10 News. Our show is now weekly and drops every Wednesday. But if you want some bonus content, you could join the Tenors Club on our website or on Apple Podcasts. Club members get special bonus content and more. Check out the website or our channel on Apple to learn more. The 10 News is a co-production of Small But Mighty Media and Next Chapter Podcasts. The 10 News creative team is sharpening their pencils and includes Tracy Crooks, Pete Musto, Adam Bernard, and Tessa Flannery. Special thanks to Bethany Van Delft and Natalie Alonzo for today's 10 News Explains. And a big shout out to our tenor, Leilani, for calling in. I'm Ryan Willard. And I'm Pamela Kirkland. Thanks for listening to the 10 News. We'll see you guys next week.
Calling all trivia nerds, Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend, Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest? We've got The Cure, three rounds of awesome trivia every week. Harry Potter, Disney, science, sports, you name it. No more silent car troubles. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Connect, laugh, and learn with your kids, big and small. (laughs) New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Hi, friends. Are you looking for a new podcast? Maybe something you can share with your littles? Something that has some storytelling in it? Well, then look no further. We have Storytime with Philip and Mommy, where my son and I sit and discuss all the great books that you might love while we read them. So, Little Golden Books, Berenstain Bears, and even the new classics like Bluey. We sit down, we read, we discuss, and we have so much fun doing it. Come and join us. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.